we shooting people or what? We're going fast. Leave the safeties on. Hit them with the blinding power of American sunshine. Please help us now. Don't leave. Let's just stick to the plan. The plan is for the gold, right? We can help these people first, and then we'll be on our way. You go now, please. I don't think so. Warner Brothers presents George Clooney. Tell me what we did here. Mark Wahlberg. You choose who we take, and you tell the others it's not convenient, they'll just have to die, because I'm not going to do it. And Ice Cube. All we had to do was help them. It was less than 100 feet. God bless America, right. and God bless the free Iraq. Welcome to the Interzeta Film, a podcast about films with a New Zealand connection. I'm your co-host, Andy. And I'm your other co-host, Rajiv. This is season three, Cliff Notes. This is the N to Z of film. With Andy and Rajiv. All right, so welcome to the first episode of season three, Cliff Notes. So this season, um, we're talking about one of New Zealand's most prolific actors. Yeah, preeminent. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Curtis and the roles he has played across New Zealand and Hollywood films. I don't know if this is going to be embarrassing if he finds out or not. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff, if you're listening, we love you. We do love you, Cliff. It's true. Yes. So, today's film is... It's not just a catchy title. We like Cliff Curtis. Yes, <laughs> but it is also a catchy title. So, today's film uh, is Three Kings. Oh, right. So, I'm going to do the synopsis up in here. So, let's just get this up. Uh, it's a 1999 film uh, in the aftermath of the Persian Gulf War four soldiers set out to steal gold that was stolen from Kuwait but they discover people who desperately need their help indeed four, 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 four soldiers the film is called Three Kings yeah one of them spoilers one of them dies Roger Ebert made a note of that he was confused as to why the film wasn't called Four Kings anyway continue right well so yes it's a 1995 film 1999 film directed by David O. Russell uh, the cliff role is Amir Abdullah, uh, sympathetic, nationality, I couldn't actually work out if he was Iraqi or Kuwaiti. I think he was Iraqi. Well, he's, he's listed as, as Arabian. Just <laughs> he's, Arabian. He's, he's, he's an Arab. Like that's, that's in, the, in all the synopses everywhere. He's, I mean, it's set in Iraq and the yeah. people, they're, Ara- the, they're Arabs. <laughs> yeah. But then also with the, because they invaded Kuwait and there's Kuwaiti gold. I know, but, I they, know but the, like film set, the film or... is in Iraq, and they're and they're. I, I think they're just Iraqis, because people from Kuwait stayed in Kuwait. They were just, you know. I don't know if they had been brought over, or I don't like. They were just. It was just. They were just oppressed, oppressed in Kuwait. They oh. didn't like bring them over and hang okay. out over here. And I don't know. Them. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, but it's it's bes- not really laid it's out. Beside, in the film. It's beside the point. Beside the point. <laughs> but a man of Arab descent. There's two people in New Zealand confused about the Middle East. This is good. Yeah, great start to. <laughs> The season's podcast. That's good. <clears throat> okay, so that so every time we do one of these, we're going to outline um, not only Cliff's role but specifically Cliff's nationality because that's yes. something he's well known for here in New Zealand. Ah, uh, for yes, for playing um, many other nationalities than uh, Maori. And actually, his filmography I think is exclusively like it's like 80, 85 to ninety percent other nationalities and not Maori people, which is great because Hollywood just sees brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and we're all together, and we're starting with Three Kings because I think it's generally regarded as a good film. Uh, Cliff has been in his fair share of uh, mediocre to bad films. We'll be getting to some of those later on the podcast. I'm very Yay. excited about it. Uh, but we thought Three Kings is a good starting point, especially because it's like I feel like it's the first lead role he really took 
uh, in a Hollywood motion picture, realistically speaking. He's in, he was in various other, other films. Um, before that point, I've got a list here. He was in um, Deep Rising, which I'm going to do later. He was a sort of a, a semi-famous role in Six Days, Seven Nights, uh, Virus, and then this. And then this, yes. I thought it was... It's Yeah, I, it's definitely the film that I first remember seeing him in. Yeah. Like at the cinema. I didn't see Once Warriors at the, at the movies because I was too young. Um, that was his first big sort of breakout role. Yeah. And then this was his first big Hollywood role yeah and i definitely remember seeing him and and watching him in the movie going hang on <laughs> that guy you didn't know you didn't know that going in. guy's a kiwi <laughs> i've seen him before <laughs> he's playing he's playing a not kiwi yeah and then he continued to play not kiwis um <laughs> but but uh but he he um back when cliff's career was taken off hollywood in the late 90s mid to late 90s was the point where i discovered uh, the IMDb on the internet and I was like looking up my favourite actors and stuff and I was a big New Zealand filmmaker guy and uh, Cliff was on my list I was like oh what's Cliff Cliff gonna be in oh oh he's in this thing called Three Kings he's on this next thing called Deep Rising whatever. so you know and then you hunted them out yeah and then, then I'd like go to the movies to see what it's gonna I thought oh he'll be a small role and then I remember sitting in Three Kings going oh wow this, yeah, is, the, a, this is a main role this is cool <laughs> he's, he's like his first scene is like they discover him and he's on a, he's on a torture bed and George Clooney and all that you know, mm. wrangle him out of there, and then later on, when he's when he's actually got his first speaking lines, it's with it's with George Clooney, like, and there's this amazing close up of his face, and he shakes hands with George Clooney. And says, oh, cool! This is cool. Well done, Cliff. And has a fairly significant role to play in the events of the film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like he's like the main, he's the main reason why, as explained in that plot synopsis, these three guys are uh, in search of gold, essentially for selfish reasons, and it's it's Cliff's character that essentially makes them go, oh, we should probably help out these poor. Uh, <laughs> refugees essentially, yeah, you know, like, and get them to the Iranian border, which is which is also interesting because I'm like, oh, go to Iran, great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really interesting watching this film about the first Gulf War, which was made pre nine eleven. Watching it in a now post ISIS, post Trump world, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, where can we go that's better than here, Iran? <laughs> yeah, good, <laughs> awesome. No, don't, don't anyway Iranians out there don't don't get us wrong we're, I'm sure your country's nice and all we just we just know there's lots of troubles pretty much everywhere there yeah <laughs> at the time it's just it's just it's just I just remember watching the rewatching this film thinking oh Iran is the place to go right now and that was like a, me and my wife both like oh wow different times different times um but uh but but we should probably um talk briefly about um the other actors in the film as well uh yeah <laughs> Well, this is also like um, George Clooney's not quite his first big kind of breakout role because this is his this is his first sort of big role out uh, um, after Out of Sight, which was kind of a big breakout for him after the disaster that was Batman and Robin. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, Out of Sight, obviously. I think was, I think I think Out of Sight was the role that made people go, "Oh, he's, this is a really good actor." Yes, you know, well, we I think really. So yeah, Out of Sight was the one that brought him to people's attention, but then I think Three Kings was the one that cemented the quote-unquote George Clooney movie yeah. star. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like uh, everything before that. Um, I mean, I mean, like from Dust of the Dawn was like his first feature, but that you know he. Had, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, it it, it is. It's it, it's interesting because he's like he's like swearing and doing this Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez thing, but then it was kind of like 
the other ones after that were like one fine day let's less, less said about batman and robin the better uh, the peacemaker which was like a middling action film but out of sight like cemented his yeah. his career as a charismatic lead and then when you watch three kings you're like oh he can be he can be kind of dangerous and interesting like that's a different sort of role for him which was cool but he was like he was clearly the the huge destined star. for movie stardom yeah yeah and, and within this film like he's the he's the star oh yeah he's the <laughs> he's like the big lead role yeah 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 and, and and you can see it like there's like dawa was mentioned that um uh my wife mentioned that he has sparkly eyes and she was like they're they're doing that they're putting lights in his eyes and i was like yeah maybe but maybe that's just oh yeah he's got the sparkly eyes yeah <laughs> maybe no, he does <laughs> yeah, yeah, i think yeah. he's just got sparkly eyes he's just got sparkly eyes that's his this charisma just shining through his eyes but um but he does he's <laughs> he's that he's got i mean he's he's helped by a, an excellent script but like that that opening moment where he comes into the tent where the where um guys cube and uh mark Wilburn's characters are uh muddling yep, over this mat, butt butt map. <laughs> and it's just like lines of dialogue where it's just like it's zip 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 and it's like he's really delivering that stuff like a like a 50s screwball star or something it's, it's cool like he's he's so uh comfortable in that role of archie gates and i i just i was just like wow this is this is some good 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 acting especially considering and this is via the wikipedia and imdb trivia page the number of actors in which david russell which we'll come back to in a minute uh wanted in that role before Clooney, in fact, he he stated he didn't even wanted Clooney in that role, which huh. is interesting. Which is funny because isn't this the film where they had a massive bust up? And yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. David O. Russell was being a dick to some extras. Well, I'll come. We'll come back to that. This is this is the trivia. I've, I've done some reading on this, but the but the, the the number of actors listed before this were were a crazy. This is a crazy list. Uh, Nick Nolte, Jeff Bridges, Clint Eastwood. They're all older. Mel Gibson, Nicolas Cage, Jack Nicholson, and Dustin Hoffman. Do you imagine Dustin Hoffman or Jack Nicholson in 1999 being this character? Special Forces, they had to rewrite the character, right? Yeah, that'd be a bit too old, <laughs> I think. It had to be something else. Yeah. No, so, and he's good in, in his thing. And then you've also got Spike Jones. Spike Jones' is wee role. first and really only lead acting yeah. role like he's had small parts in his own films yeah he pops up like, and stuff but uh but like he never had a major role in a, and david ross had like a hard time convincing the studio that this was a good idea and they were like mm. and like he like on the phone coached J- jones with his crazy southern accent um crazy while, texas while, hillbilly while jones while Spike jones was directing uh um ben john, john malkovich yeah which is just crazy like the, how talented is that guy like you sort of look, look at this like uh, insane crazy person <laughs> insane crazy idiot yeah 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 and then yes being John Malkovich comes out and you're like that's the same guy yeah and then three years later adaptation and then the wild things and then and, and her like, yeah. yeah I I have to say I laughed out loud uh, when they revealed his day job oh. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it just shooting yeah things yeah yeah no he um, comedy goal but also uh really weirdly heartfelt in his death i mean spoilers and you know his like he, he's like uh, the the muslim folk around him are doing these ceremonies for their dead and fallen people and he's all like wanting to know about it and curious and and he wants that and mm-hmm. his death it's just like what is this like what is this very film? again <laughs> very interesting to watch in a pre-9-11 world <laughs> 
boys are like, I want to, you, you, like, they ask him, you want to kill all Arabs? He's like, hell yeah. And Ice Cube's like, no, we don't want to kill all Arabs. He's got no high school. He's got no high school. He's like, don't tell people that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yes, then he comes around when he actually recognizes them as people. People. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Various uh, slurs. Also, the Ice Cube and Mike Wahlberg make the delineation between. Oh, yes. What, uh, <laughs> what you're allowed slurs to what you're allowed, allowed to use. To use. I thought that was really fascinating. I was like, I was like, aren't they all bad? Like, oh no, no, no. Towelhead and camel jockey are perfectly are acceptable. Perfectly okay. Because they don't include the, the N word. I guess yeah. is, is the main the main deal. I was like, okay. Yeah. I want to yeah, know. If so that, you know, racism. It's it's. Yay. I wanted to know if that was like a real thing. I, I should have looked it up. Like whether they whether the 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 army had an official. Oh, they wouldn't have had an official thing, no. Well, they were part of the um, they were part of some sort of civil like if some someone went into nerdy detail on IMDb and like looked at their looked at their costumes, some they were like part of some sort of civil service something something. Yeah, um, Mark Wahlberg mentions it when he's being um interrogated. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So, so their whole deal is like working with community and that sort of thing. Mm. So surely they would have had some sort of briefing. <laughs> like you guys are all speaking English, but don't use the N word around these people. <laughs> <laughs> not cool sure <laughs> uh and and ice cube ice cube obviously uh one of my favorite guys around uh doesn't make anything nearly as interesting as this anymore does he like no all this stuff is sort of family orientated and yeah and then he goes off into um daddy daycare and other are we there yet and sequels and sequels and triple x2 directed by new zealand's own Lita oh yes triple x2 let's not forget that <laughs> um but yeah but like cause i was just looking never at his... forget <laughs> i was looking at his earlier career and he sort of like had a bunch of sort of b-grade action films and anaconda and sort of things were like in all the posters where he's holding machine guns and he's throwing up gang signs and stuff and wearing and dreadlocks and whatever and then you look at his now posters and it's just like family movies yep. <laughs> that's what he does what he but does, he's yeah. really good in this he's I mean, everyone is excellent in this film. Yeah. I had a really good time rewatching it. Um, also, I think because I'm getting older and I feel more emotional connection with films, like really like affecting, like when his when Cliff Curtis's wife gets shot, that whole sequence is incredibly done, well done. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> pretty brutal. And uh, yes, interesting. Kind of, yes, brutal and interesting and well done. But also, she's, after that, she's kind of almost, I don't want to say forgotten, but not really mentioned a lot. Well, I was I was thinking I was thinking about it too, but I I get a feeling like, you know, these people have seen some shit in their lives. Like they're, yeah, they're sort that's of, true. They're sort of like uh, there's no point. They they I think they've given they've gone past the point of pining over the lost loved ones, and it's just a matter of survival. Maybe they can cry later on. <laughs> you know, right, like, it's just that thing where like... right, right, right. Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, good. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg, he was also in this. Yeah, I, in my mind, I had it like, oh, this was his big film, but he'd actually already done Boogie Nights before this point. I thought, I thought this was his breakout role. This was but... his first pairing with um, Clooney, where he, and then also his first pairing with David O. Russell, though, right? Uh, did Did he work with David Russell again? Yeah, oh, I the Heart fighter. Huckabees, the fighter, the fighter. Sorry, and yeah. Clooney. Um, yeah, Wahlberg and Clooney did a few films together in the early two thousands. There was The Perfect Storm. Oh and right! <laughs> I'm sure another one. <laughs> I'm sure another one. Sure. Um, I don't know. It was the early 2000s. It was a crazy time. I don't. Do you, do you remember the film The Corrupter? No. 
You know, never watched The Corrupter? No. I was a big, big, big fan of um The of, Corrupter? Of The Corrupter. Well not well, it was it was a it was a middling film. No, um um what's his fan from the John Woo films? The Chayon Fat. It was like my big I was like I love Chayon Fat films and that was a Mark Wahlberg Chayon Fat film he did in the nineties. When we watch it, but um Sure. Yeah. I just was this movie made me think of of nineties action films and how they're kind of there's a lot of very nine quote-unquote 90s-ishness about it like some of the sort of 90s art housey right, 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 uh, right, right, right. framing and color grading and stuff going yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. um most obviously i believe it's actually after uh cliff curtis's character his, when his wife gets shot mm. and then there's all the shots from a low angle of all of the american heroes with the clouds racing behind them yeah 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 yeah, yeah very art housey 90s ish yeah i mean I, I really like that i like all that stuff um they this is the first film that pioneered um, um bleach bypass beat bleach bypass as a as a production technique um, technique um they they filmed on uh ectochrome slide fil- reversal film which i thought was interesting because when i was at film school i did a project that used ectochrome slide reversal film in which we had to present a slideshow and i remember i was reading the MD- in, i was reading the imdb trivia i was like oh i've used that I'm just like David O. Russell. I'm just like him. Oh, this is getting really nerdy. <laughs> but the, really nerdy. But that's the thing. Like, and the beginning of the film. Did you did you get that weird disclaimer at the beginning of the movie? Where it was like no. At the on my DVD, it's like this thing, and I was I read on the IMDb. They played it in the movie theaters as well, where it was like uh, it's supposed to look like it's, this. This is a weird no. looking film. There, with the the producers have used sort of effects to make the film look interesting. <laughs> I was like, it's so crazy. You wouldn't you wouldn't have that now. So that's cr- no, I watched it on Netflix, and it was completely fine. <laughs> I know that's hilarious. I love it. And, I mean, it does. I mean, like the beach bypass makes all the all the blacks look black, and the whites are all blown out. Yeah, stuff, well, I mean, you know, that like, opening shot with um, Mark Wahlberg uh, in the desert in the desert looking through his scope and yeah, such yeah, yeah. like that's that looks odd yeah 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 yeah. it's it's funny like because also color grading was you know they had they had color timing so it was a bit different with the film stock now everything's obviously done digitally there's digital yeah and yeah, stuff, yeah well, so it, we're used to everything looking weird whereas like back then if you wanted to make something look wacky like it was a process like they beach bypass like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yes so um and cliff curtis aside this is like it's got a couple of other actors that you sort of go oh i know them from such and such a thing and um saeed saeed yes <laughs> um and i found it yeah interesting um uh with him and watching the torture slash enhanced interrogation yeah, of yeah, mark yeah. Wahlberg in this post again post 9-11 post 24 world where you know, Kiefer Sutherland in 24 often used torture. Shoot people in the leg and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, showed that it worked to get the information that he needed. Yeah. Uh, so interesting watching that sort of scene where you've got the other two guys assisting with the electrodes or whatever, and one of them has to actually cover his, cover his eyes and can't look yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's so disturbing. Whereas, you know, nowadays we have the American heroes, that's in quotation marks, um, doing these, again, quotation marks, enhanced interrogations. And uh, yeah. perfectly, it's perfectly sort of okay. Well, I mean, this is, this, you've this is a very big thing you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's, like I said, it's very interesting watching this, yeah. which was just before 9-11. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Two years before um, 
and then and these times we live in now yeah it's interesting you bring up the 24th thing because 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 um first and foremost those scenes in this film the torture scenes are freaking hard to watch like, yeah there's a there's a, some that's some good acting from Mark Warburg. i actually found out that they uh, imdb says that they actually did electric shock him i don't know how true that would be God. to have what extent um but uh obviously very realistic performance in that sense um but 24 is interesting because i watched the first season of 24 and i remember thinking this too but within the first season it was seen as morally gray now i never watched any more than the first season I but i get the suspicion see, yeah. it becomes not morally gray not as the season goes gray. on <laughs> <laughs> judging by all the comments i read on various social media and stuff and people like yay pro-america and yay yeah well and then stuff <laughs> um i'd have to go back and rewatch it but then you know zero dark 30 also got into a bit of bit of strife with that as well but i, I that, also think that showed that you know torture doesn't work well that was but such I'd a, have to rewatch it no it was such a complex film that i kind of yeah. missed it on a rewatch it's like oh yeah no the film is kind of it's 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 not explicit but if you if you watch it carefully they're like oh the information we got wasn't achieved through torture no like it was but we're so often sort of seeing that now and you have american lawmakers talking about enhanced interrogation technique fucking torture just yeah, yeah, call yeah. it what it is yeah, yeah. torture's not good and often, that's why it's called torture and often and often done on foreign soil for that reason yeah you know so what do they call that rendition yeah take someone away to another rendition or whatever um <laughs> so again uh, just watching it through that the contemporary political lens makes it a weird and interesting and kind of sad a little bit yeah to watch because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's also it's almost naive <coughs> in thinking that things couldn't get worse and then they're 100% <laughs> dead <laughs> you know yeah 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 but, but that yeah I mean I guess it's naive in the fact that like it's one of the very few war movies that I've ever seen that kind of like war movies made after 1950 1960 that has a pretty much a happy ending like you know like it's like those guys obviously get punished and go to jail for i guess a little short while but you know they have a life after that and you know the refugees get go to the safety of iran mm. and everyone's is happy like and it's an it's actually like a, a almost cheerjerker moment where there's like you know let the iraqis go and they're all being arrested and they all nod at each other like, yeah, we'll give up the we'll give up the gold because we we've got the gold. We, yeah, we now have hearts of gold ourselves. We'll let the refugees get well, to that safety. Was, that was a cheesy line there, Rajiv. I like it. That's what they are. I mean, that's the we don't need the gold. Our don't... hearts are made of gold. I mean, they didn't say it, but I mean, like that's yeah. an easy an easy read into it. Like they clearly they went from cynical thieves to soldiers with hearts of gold. That's that's what that yeah. was their that was their well, journey. Yes, <laughs> and again, it's again, it's kind of, but it's also you're thinking about the first gulf war and stuff and they're these fools are bootling about you know for selfish reasons and it's like kelly's heroes messing shit up yeah yeah basically fucking like things like left and right like <laughs> ceasefire there's a piece of cord whatever and yeah, they're yeah, yeah. you know causing a ruckus um and then that's the thing and so they cause all this ruckus in the world of the film they manage to get their refugees across the border and then but then they off back to the states yeah but everyone does exactly <laughs> and so that's kind of the thing it's like america you know and the the whole thing with the gulf war as well as george bush says you know rise up we yeah, will support yeah. you and then all of those people are wanting to rise up and there is no support no but i think the film so explicitly states that yes like, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then sort of seeing <laughs> what has now happened because of that partly <laughs> sort of seeing um yeah america is the great hope that failed <laughs> 
I didn't say it, people, Americans out there. <laughs> don't, don't get angry with me. <laughs> uh, I had an interesting time watching this film. Yeah, lots of thoughts. Got, we can't talk. We, we're doing a podcast about Cliff Curtis. We can't talk about American foral imperialism. All right. Uh, Cliff Curtis had really good hair in this film. <laughs> he did have. I will good. actually note that. Me, nice, nice curly hair. Yeah, yeah. But looks my, luxurious. My wife noted, and I completely and utterly agree with her. Like, if this was made now and released now, people would be like. Who's that guy? Who's that hot dude? Mm. You know, like that's he's a handsome man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like we're still it's still 1999. Like it's still it's still well before Rogue One, where everyone in it is a person of color. You know, this is this is a time when he wasn't considered a hot young guy. Like George Clooney was, and and I reckon if social media was a big active thing, everyone would have gone, oh, like yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? You know, like, and and it was fascinating because I never really thought of I've never really thought of Cliff Curtis in that lens at all. <laughs> before like it's like that i pointed out and i pointed out i was like oh yeah yeah he's he's a good looking dude and and it would have changed the paradigm but but because it was the late 90s and it's that doesn't that just it wasn't even contemplated like it wasn't even a thought process that would happen right and it's like you know the leads in these films are white guys and we've got ice cube too so maybe, maybe they can be black guys but like an arab <laughs> like or a Maori looking guy or a Maori fella a misc brown <laughs> yeah yeah guy. it's just not yeah. gonna happen so that so I thought that was that was something that I was really interested in I was like uh, the paradigm of how we watch things and consume things is a lot different now like it's just a different different way of doing things and the Better. way we, yeah and the way we interact with things um, makes it interesting I mean people talk about the democratization of the of, of information through the internet we kind of end up in these weird tunnel vision spaces but, but but beside that we, we get to hopefully see other people's points of view <laughs> you know, one would hope so <laughs> yes greater diversity um sort of in our media is good yeah yeah it's, it's always good it's i just i just saw this very eloquently i just saw this crazy thing today i mean we, we can date this um we're about nigerian um um he's got talent or one of those what's the what's Nigeria's the American, got talent what's the american show the the singing show where they the have voice? the chairs that turn around the, is voice. It the voice yeah so it was the nigerian voice sorry i'm completely out of the loop this with is... that stuff i'm sorry but they're going but, off on a weird but it was like i was just like in like back in 1999 would i have ever been able to see this amazing black dude singing on nigerian the voice and everyone on the internet going ape shit over it like it's just right. like a weird thing that we do now which is great i love it you know, it's it's full of crazy people, but it's it's nice every now and then when you get something like that. <laughs> so so Cliff Curtis could have been a bigger star today. He could have been. I reckon he. I reckon he could have been. He's doing pretty well. He's for himself doing pretty now. good. I mean, he's he's got a network he's headlining a TV show, prime TV shows. So yeah, that's and people. I don't watch it. People like it, right? People think it's a good show. I think so. I don't know. I haven't watched <laughs> either of those okay. zombie shows. I think people do. I talk, I was talking to someone yesterday. They're like, yeah, it's a good show. People like it. That's one. Okay. That's one guy. So sure, good. <laughs> Liked by one guy <laughs> officially. I'm oh, yeah. sure there's some more. So the thing about uh, we sort of let's sort get of, back to three. We, we, touched it, we touched on it briefly about the '90s action film thing. Um, uh, the thing about this, like so many, I feel like I feel like I've read a lot of things online that the sort of bag '90s action films, and I kind of grew up in them, so I kind of have a soft spot on for a lot of them in, in, in a way. But some, I mean, some of them, are pretty sure. But I feel like the action of I feel like the action of uh, of the set pieces in this film are. Uh, directly connected to story and plot yes as opposed to like they matter as yeah as opposed to them building the scenes often they'd be like we can have a scene send a bridge and there's gunfire and then we blow the bridge up okay let's write a story around that sequence yeah you know like every everything in this film really works in that way and i and i cared like that was a big thing like i cared about everything that happened in each scene i was like oh what's gonna happen now you know and uh and yes why because you got to care for the characters you, you know they were charming 
rascals, but yeah. also fucking shit up in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a really, really well-made three-act structure, and everyone had a good, a great arc, but I also, within the action scenes, I wasn't like, oh, when is this going to end? Sometimes you're like, oh, this is nice, but it's kind of going on for a while. And David Russell was like, made a, I was reading about him, made a big point about not having too much gunfire, and D and D Bruce Willising icing the the gunfire that was in the film, like making it making it sound less loud and less over the top. And I thought that was interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Well, yeah, it makes yeah, yeah. when the guns are used, it sort of um, gives them a little bit more punch. But then also, there's a big old attack helicopter that comes up out of almost nowhere <laughs> and starts firing at everyone. That's true, actually. At the end, there where did that helicopter come from? I have no idea. It hadn't been mentioned previously. Because that was the one they went that... back to the same town that they'd originally gone to. No, but then that was later on with that with that thing, right? With the helicopter. It was that it was that was that was at the end before when they went to that. Um, they were going towards the border and they they found this stronghold, and they were like, "Saddam's coming! Saddam's coming!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there was a helicopter. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what there. Yeah, you're right. I don't know yeah. where that came from. But... And then the two guys that, so they all ran away because they thought Saddam was coming. And then two guys, oh, and then they attacked, and then they were in away. And two guys actually went back, yeah, what? to defend the stronghold. That one and guy then, always wanted to go back. Like he was like, why, why are we running away? But he ran away anyway. Then he was like, all right, I'm going back. We've got a helicopter now. Let's go back. Yeah. So then they went back, <laughs> and they did the stupidest thing: is that they opened fire on the, on on the you know Americans that were there, which gave away their positions, and then they were killed. Yeah, they were killed. Like, Dumb, yeah. <laughs> dumb, dumb people. I think we were, cl- but it was clearly shown that the Iraqi soldiers were often dumb in this film, right? Like, like they were mm. fooled by the fact that someone was coming along saying Saddam's coming, and they were like, "Ah, oh, let's run away." It was like a little iffy moment for me, but I was like, "It's still funny." <laughs> I was like, "It's funny." Ah, <laughs> oh, let's give it four years, and that might be uh, <laughs> Trump's coming. Trump's coming. Um, yeah. So I think that those are my main points that I want to talk about. I think I'm good. Uh, wh- how would we rate? We rate Cliff's, Cliff's role as is um, integral to the story, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's a plus for his role. Uh, Thumbs up would, for that. And his acting. I'm his acting. I was like a grade. Very good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also sympathetic character. Hmm. Good. Yes. I, I, uh, yeah. How would we? So what do we? We rate the the cliffiness. You said he had hair. It. Cliff's hair. Very nice hair. <laughs> he does hair. It's beautiful hair. It's true. Very nice hair. Um, uh, I just wanted to make note of the fact that Cliff, this, this is only coming from Cliff himself, but he seems like a nice, humble sort of dude. On an interview that I, I saw of him on the New Zealand website, NZ on screen, talked about how he's often uh, mistaken for the ethnicities he plays. He made, he's, he made sure that he gave uh, significant props to the Iraqi people on set for uh, this film, saying that they obviously helped him with the accent and and acting like an Iraqi. Right. Um, he, see, he said the same thing happens to him. Like, when he's in LA, he gets mistaken for Hispanic because of training day and all that sort of stuff. So I just think, like, if he's getting mistaken for an Iraqi, that's some good acting, right? That's some very good I mean, acting. he could just be lying, but it doesn't seem like the sort of guy that lies. He no. seems like a nice sort of guy. Well, it's interesting <laughs> uh, with uh, Saeed, the guy who tortures uh, Mark Wahlberg. He uh, is French-born. Yeah, he's, he, he's he'd be an Algerian Arab, I guess. Uh, his parents were from Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, so sometimes, actually, I caught his accent got a little bit French. A little bit French. A little bit French. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it just sounded, again, like misc foreign. So <laughs> yeah, misc, misc foreign. That seems to be, oh, he's, look, he's brown and foreign. Let's make him a brown foreigner. It's always That's, that's always been the way in Hollywood. Yay. <laughs> 
hopefully things are better now yeah yeah no he, he it was great i mean this is this is a i mean we're going to be getting some bad films but this is like top notch this is probably my favorite iraq war film full stop be interesting to do a yeah double feature with this and jarhead yeah jarhead is pretty good but i yeah. like this a lot this uh, is much more entertaining than jarhead very entertaining <laughs> um it is very much it's it's pretty much a world war Two heist film it's it's kelly's heroes yeah but just in more the, morals <laughs> more it just yeah in the in the gulf war because yeah. yeah they're stealing gold so where does that gold come from yeah i think i think they did a good job with the moral aspect of it but yeah like the gold is been stolen <laughs> it's, it's fine it's fine okay. <clears throat> so we, we need so, a, we need a cliff rating so five cliffs out of cliff what are we cliffy yeah cliffs? i'd be happy giving this five cliffs out of cliffs okay five, five cliffs, cliffs out, out of five, five cliffs, cliffs. Good. Yeah. Very cliffy. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. With three kings. Yeah. Even though there were four of them, but one of them died, so there's one only three left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's even it's a film where they mention the title in the film. Oh, we didn't talk because... about we didn't talk about that just briefly. We'll talk about that weird the fisticuffs George Clooney and uh, David Russell came to. Oh yes, because David Russell um, was being a dick. Apparently, 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 David Russell gives a different. Like he, he says that they were both being dicks and they're both passionate and they both came to heads and they're both artists. And George Clooney, to his credit, was all like, yeah, I really didn't want to work with him again and I find I think he's a dick, but uh, I really think he should win Oscars because he's very talented. So right. there's obviously like a back and forth there. Something between happened. Between them. But, but, but the thing is, like, as far as I can tell from interviews about Clooney, people are like, oh, we love Clooney. He's a, he's a breeze to work with. David or Russell, not so much. No. <laughs> well, there was the very famous uh, blow up on the set of I Heart Huckabees that yeah. was leaked yeah and and nailed and various things he he took a sabbatical and came back and now he's like an oscar bait filmmaker guy it's very it's and again again watching three kings directed by david or russell now interesting to watch um if you've only seen the david or russell who's made the silver linings playbook or joy joy american hustle yeah those films this is a very different filmmaker it feels like this this film feels like I would barely call this film dangerous, but it is compared to those films. This is a dangerous yeah. film comparatively, you know. Like compared that. to yeah, <laughs> those films, it's a very different feel, very different voice. Yeah, I mean, people people blew up all over American Hustle. When I finally watched, it, I was like, I don't think this is that special. No, um, <laughs> yeah. So interesting. It, it's it feels less like the same voice that has matured and just a completely different voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he he went away and became easier to work with. Whatever he did in his sabbatical changed him and i was like i missed that guy that was like clearly just an asshole <laughs> but made interesting films yeah yeah i, I like Ahahui as well so all right five cliffs out of cliff good three kings um check it out and we will see you back here in twitter two weeks and such um in the meantime though you can catch us on the twitter at n t z o film n t z o f NTZOF. It's just the letters of the podcast. NTZOF. I can never remember it. I've never said it before. I'm also on the Twitter at AndyJames underscore Inc. with a K. And you can find me on Twitter at Rajeevfilm. R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M. Cool. Uh, We'll see you guys back here in two weeks or so.